Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 17th to 18th episode. I don't know which one it is of the extra point. It is Wednesday, June 13th. We are back with a lot of energy. My boy Tom, look at him. He looks happy as fuck. Nobody can see him, but I can. He has a smile on his face. Jones, Sully, everybody's full of energy. Today's going to be a beautiful, magical episode. We're going to take this shit through the roof. We're going to talk about NBA, draft, free agency, MLB, World Cup. You name it, we got it. Badminton, chess, checkers, everything in the fucking book. We're talking it. <laughs> Let's kick it off with our CEO, Jones. How were the Belmont Stakes? Justify winning the Triple Crown. You were there. You were at the finish line. How was the energy in that building? Or- I mean, it, it, it was it was palpable. Um, it was it was a great experience. Uh, you know, this is my eleventh consecutive Belmont. Um, so. Every year, I've, been, I've seen five or six Triple Crown hopefuls fail at Belmont, um, and now second Triple Crown actually make it. Um, it was awesome, you know. Sitting, being we were maybe ten, fifteen feet off the finish line. You can you can check the video on the on the Instagram. Um, but it was it was a madhouse when when he actually crossed the finish line, uh, wire to wire finish. Um, similar to Justify or similar to American Pharaoh, people actually believe Justify would win. Going into that day, uh, previous horses that wasn't the case, like California Chrome, probably most notable people remember. Uh, old time Belmont guys, I remember getting there and they were like, "He's he is not going to have the distance. He's not going to do it." Um, but Pharaoh and Justify were the two that they really thought that were going to be able to do it, and they actually ended up doing it. Um, I will say, while it was incredibly packed and the atmosphere was crazy, it was not the same as when American Pharaoh won. Um, it was. There just seemed like uh, maybe it was the weight, maybe it was the you know the thirty-seven year streak that was broken. Yeah, it was just there wasn't there wasn't the same connection to the horse uh, nationally that there was with American Pharaoh. Um, so I mean, obviously, Triple Crown is incredible to see. You don't, I may never see one for the rest of my life. You know, it's it's something that's you know seeing two in four years is is spoiled. I have people that have only gone with me for four years and they've seen two tri- Triple Crowns, and I'm like. You know, fuck you. This is not how this works. Um, <laughs> but so, I mean, yeah, you got to you got to appreciate being in the presence of, of greatness like that. And, you know, what something you may never see again for the rest of your life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't ever plan on missing Belmont. So hopefully I get a couple more under my belt. But it was it was awesome, to say the least. Yeah, it's so rare for that to happen. But like you said, like it didn't probably didn't feel as special in like the environment because it had happened so recently and the the people who were there were probably there the last time it happened and it's like i i heard that it's like there's been two in the past what was it 40 years and they've both been within the last five like or four it's like that's ridiculous before pharaoh there was it was back to back it was 37 years but it was back to back triple crowns in 77 and 78 with seattle slew and affirmed Right. So people got back to back and then waited 37 years and we got Pharaoh. How many so times they, does it happen? Same, same owner, right? Uh, I think thir- 13 or 14. Uh, same same trainer, different trainer, owner. Trainer, right. Yeah, the blonde guy, right, was the trainer. Uh, super white hair. Yeah, yeah super Bob, white. Uh, yeah, Bob yeah. Baffert. Right. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was an awesome experience. I, I, you know, I love, there's nothing better to me than just kind of plopping down at a track all day and just relaxing and betting on ponies and being in the atmosphere. Um, and it doesn't get much more prestigious or much more meaningful than, than the Belmont stakes when the triple crown's on the line. So it's always a cool thing to be a part of. Speaking of the Belmont States and a prestigious and mystifying experience, I'm going to do a little beginning of the episode, quick, very quick, today in sports history. It's not even today, it's just in sports Jesus. history, it happened at the Belmont Stakes. Frank Hayes was a jockey. He lived from 1888 to 1923, never won a race. Frank Hayes won one race, but technically he was dead for the race. So in, 18, in 1923, 35-year-old Hayes died of a heart attack mid-race and was carried across by his horse... For a win, <laughs> and he was dead. Like he was, just had a massive heart attack mid race. <laughs> that was the first stop. <laughs> he was just. <laughs> so he won, and he was dead. Yep, sweet Love kiss, <laughs> sweet kiss, crossed the finish line, winning by a head with Hayes. Winning by a head. <laughs> winning by a head. Yeah, the only jockey known to have won a race after death. So you know what. <laughs> R.I.P. to my boy Frank Hayes. That's got to be – that's a real bad look for jockeys. I mean talk about <laughs> how useless you look. You're fucking yeah, right. dead and, and the horse still wins. We got to take that out. Peter will get a hold of that and be like, you don't need to hit him to win. <laughs> Wait, you know what I just realized too? The person, whoever owns that horse – is going to make a shit ton of money. Don't they get paid like $200,000 a load? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Farrow gets Farrow. I think he, his stud fee was $50 million and he gets $200,000 three times a day. Every day. He's just, Every fucking, day. He's just fucking all the time. Wow. So those things, if you buy, if you're the owner of a triple <laughs> crown horse, that's like you're set for the rest of your Bro, life. You're making you. so oh, much yeah. money. You don't have to do shit. You don't have to do it. Wow. Let's buy a horse. Let's buy a fucking That's horse. Why rich people fucking invest in horses? Let's <laughs> let's just do it. Let's take a loan. But like, even the thing is, like, there's so many. It's like it's like minor league baseball. Like, there's so many horses and so many yeah. like minor, like lower level racing. Like, you don't have to be just three years old to race. You can race obviously at like two and four and five. Like, it, the the stakes is the the triple crown is just three year olds, but like. Right. People, there's so many people that rake in tens of millions of dollars just owning like lower level horses. It happens, you know. Oh, yeah, they all get prize money, right? Yeah, I mean, like who, you know, what you, I own half a horse. He makes eight hundred thousand in his career. Okay, that's two hundred thousand in my pocket. I probably paid ten, fifteen grand to get in on the horse. Wow, that's so true. Wow, that's crazy. But, but like every, so these horses, horse, there's five that doesn't make you dick, you know. Yeah, these these horses that are being bred from the ejaculate of um, whatever is justified, justified jizz. They uh, <laughs> there's a the stronger like, image. They're prestigious <laughs> too, right? Like yeah. Um, ne oh, next yeah. year, next year will be the first line of American Pharaohs kids racing. They'll be three year olds. Oh, that's crazy. Sorry that took me so many words and us to get out. I am just no, but it's, it's another planet. Over they're so, here. not well. They're so, they it takes it's only three years olds who race, so like okay. you, you see a you see a, a horse like in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, sorry, because it it justifies gonna keep racing like like Pharaoh did for a little more a little while longer. Um so he probably won't start his studying or 
doing his studs until next year. Loads. Yeah, so um, yeah, he won't start busting his loads until next year. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so twenty twenty two, we'll start seeing we'll see justifies first round of kids in in the stakes and the derby and the Preakness. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was only three year olds. That's yeah, I don't know shit about horse racing. So so you pay two hundred k to get a, a vial of sperm. Then you gotta you gotta take care of the rest. Oh, you have to. Oh, oh, oh! I thought yeah, they no, were like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. For that going, reason, I'm out. I thought they were. I thought the horses <laughs> oh. were coming to just. Oh, that's no. Fun. It's all done like artificially because there's no not taking any chances of them. Um, you know, putting it in oh, the wrong hole. Oh. Like, <laughs> what are they worried about? He's a horse. You put anything in front of him and he's gonna go after it. Damn, that's. Oh. They should do something about that. That horse is getting a raw deal. A very raw deal. And speaking of raw deals, not getting it done and doing it yourself, LeBron James had to do all of those in the NBA Finals by literally getting swept out of it by the Warriors in four games. It was a blasphemous effort. Game four was atrocious. Gentlemen, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, we, we at least wanted, Dave, you called four. I wanted at least five or six. LeBron gave up. Then he showed up with a cast with a broken hand. It was a weird-ass shit. The, the Warriors ceremony was weird as hell. What the hell happened? Tom, what what happened? Tell me. Well, I had Celtics in seven. But, I mean, <laughs> they, they – no, LeBron, I mean, I guess he did all he could. I know. I mean, he comes out after the press conference in that cast. Like, I knew it was going to be something. I knew there was going to be some blame put somewhere. But he's like, oh, I've, I mean, it, like, we saw the pictures. The hand was definitely swollen. He definitely was playing hurt in some fashion. I don't know that he necessarily actually – he's like, I basically have a broken hand. I mean, that was pretty vague. I, I don't know any doctor that's just going to be like, yeah, you know, it, it's probably – it's probably I broken, man. I wouldn't have put it past LeBron to come out in a full body cast like a burn yeah, victim. Yeah, he comes out with like a – Like a burn victim. <laughs> like a but burn no, I mean, victim. The Cavs, the Cavs were trash. Like the Cavs could not hang with the Warriors. They had that game one and after that you knew they weren't going to get anything else. That's so deflating. Like you can't you can't go out there and lose a game in that fashion and expect to come back and be this like and, and beat a team like the Warriors. It's just not gonna happen. And I mean yeah. the, the the celebration after was awkward as fuck. It looked like they didn't it care. Was. They were and just like, oh, this is just this is just casual. This is like uh, any other game. Like no, you just exactly. won your fucking back to back in second. In speaking four years. of celebrations, right afterwards, David West made some very weird comments and saying. A lot of fans will be shocked at what comes out of what happened, the drama in this Golden State team this year. Sully, what did you think about those comments? Were those, like, significant, you think, or were they unnecessary, kind of stupid? I don't think they're stupid. I just think there's a lot more that goes in NBA locker rooms that uh, the average fan doesn't realize and that, um, you know, gets kept behind closed doors that are just – day-to-day problems you know the grind um you know it's not it's not easy even though it looks looks easy for them with Kevin Durant it looks very easy but it's still a grind they had you know they're they had their ups and downs as a year you know there was a time they lost they were all banged up they you know they lost I don't know it was eight of 17 or something um and you know they you know they're down three two to the Rockets so it's not it's not all you know butterflies and whatever the fuck you want to say but it's it it was an up and down season for them. There was times where I thought they were they were done, and you know they they proved me wrong. 
Uh, but I think, you know, I think Steve Kerr deserves credit for, you know, I mean, you know, keeping, keeping that stuff in, kind of, in yeah, house, in house, and uh, and you know, he, I mean, it's he's got to manage a lot of different personalities there, bold personalities there, and um, a lot of a lot of veterans, a lot of different clashing personalities that I guess maybe had problems throughout uh, the year. I mean, you know, I mean, when they were losing all these games, I don't think they were happy. I mean, you know, a lot of fans were like, you know, it's the Warriors, they'll be fine, but I mean, they're not. Uh, they're not like accepting of losing, but then on the other side, you know, then then Kerr had them, you know, coaching against the Suns, which I didn't like. Like I thought it was bush league, but um, you know, so they were they were really just you know a very up and down team. Even though we shouldn't be surprised they won because they were they're obviously they were clearly superior. Yeah, yeah. It's just I mean I just thought I would just would have liked to seen the Rockets with a healthy Chris Paul. I thought they would have had a really good chance, but but no, I mean he's he's just. He was just being honest, I think. I agree. Uh, Jones, going back to the LeBron broken hand, I know you felt some strong... You've had some strong comments about that. You think it was, you know, you show it game one, which I agree. You come out, you show, you know, you, I fucking broke my hand. Now, if I lose, get swept. It won't be the narrative. Jones, what do you... What, what was your whole reasoning? What do you think about that whole thing? Um... I was going to talk more about this in kind of like the, the what the fuck segment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just <laughs> it, it, that that whole scenario is like why it's that's exactly why people hate LeBron. That's exactly why I hate LeBron stuff like that, like those type of reactions, those type of narratives that he tries to build those type of, oh, I'm not doing this for any other reason other than, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for all these reasons. Like he, he just he, he always sidesteps it. <laughs> Thing. He's always got. There's always an ulterior motive. It's oh, he doesn't make an uncalculated move. Um, I've said it before. It's it's why people love him and it's why people hate him. Um, it's but I'll, I'll talk more about it in the in the segment. But back to David West. Uh, I think Sully pretty much hit the nail on the head. I I think you got to give a lot of credit to Kerr as well as just the personalities on that team. Um, I mean, I, I don't think a team like Cleveland would have been able to hold it together uh, amongst, you know, troubles like that. But again, we don't know what these troubles are. It could have been a stupid argument between players. It could have been yeah. out off the court issues. It could have been anything. There was no specifics given whatsoever. Um, so you just got to you got to take it for what it is. I give Kerr, you know, taking a little page out of the Italian mafia uh, above <laughs> one, any one man's life or or interests is uh, maintaining order. And uh, I got to give it to him for doing that, because at the end of the I, I wasn't as upset with the, the Iguodala coaching thing as Sully was or others. I I think Kerr was being honest at that point, like he had just lost his his voice of in the locker room. No one was listening to him. And he he pulled a hat a rabbit out of the hat to try and you know shake it up a little bit and get the attention of the players and it, it seemed to work you know they turned it around a lot after that um, after having some struggles so I think no matter how good you are you're gonna get complacent um, especially when you're that dominant and you're gonna you're gonna get tired of hearing the same voice so I give it a, a credit to both Kerr and the Warriors um, it obviously wasn't as easy of a season as others have been in the past. Um, so I think it'll do a lot for, which is probably scary moving forward because if they can make it through trying times like that, and, yeah. and, and like that, yeah, it's, it's what are the good times going to look like? 
I wonder what, what stuff he's going to pull next here. He's just going to start benching guys for like a quarter. Yeah, you don't want to fucking listen. You're going to sit the first half of the game. And then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what you, you know, what you're going to do. Start, you know, finding game checks and stuff. I know the answer to this question, but what do we think is the fate of Ty Lue after this? <laughs> should be fired. He won't be, but he should. Yeah, be. I don't. I don't think he will be either. But he definitely should be. They should definitely bring someone else in there. There's no scenario that doesn't have him losing his job in the next twelve months. Yeah, if it's not if a it's very not, good basketball coach. Oh, he won't I coach mean, again either. He won't coach again. That's the thing. They're gonna be like, wow, you had that team and you couldn't. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't figure anything out. It took you seven games to beat the Celtics, who were down their top two players, basically. And it took you seven games to beat the Pistons, like I mean the Pacers. Like that's, that's the thing. Like all these NBA reporters and executives and what they're saying, like they're they're all saying, "Oh my God, but Ty Lue, he's you know four straight finals, blah blah blah." But like they don't really think that. Or LeBron. Yeah, they yeah, LeBron that behind closed doors. Four straight finals, not fucking. They, they just don't like Ty Lue's not going to be walking in to any job he chooses. You know, I, I don't know. There's no coach that was hired this offseason to fill a position that I would not take over Ty Lue. All six or seven of them I would take over Ty Lue. There's not a coach in the league, aside from maybe Billy Donovan, that I would not take over Ty Lue. His inability to make simple in-game adjustments and, is astounding. And even adding to that, a lot of people give JR, which deservingly so, give JR a lot of shit for that. But Ty Lue should have known they had a timeout there. You fucking sprint to the ref and call a timeout there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, immediately that, call a timeout. Well, that, like, I don't know if I don't know if he didn't realize they didn't have a timeout and he just like neglected to not call it, or that he didn't know they had one. But they're both equally as awful. So yeah, I, it's, it's like uh, exactly. This was you either, you either fucked up or you're too dumb to realize you fucked up. He's I mean, sitting there, you know, he's watching and the free throw. And LeBron should know there's a timeout, too. But at the end of the day, LeBron shouldn't be coaching the team, even at, though he... Yeah, at the end of the day, I agree he should have known, yeah. but that's not on LeBron. That's no. not. That's not. And I agree, because it's going back to the Weber situation. Is like, you don't want to recreate that and then give them, you know, get a tech for that. And then that that's game over. You know what I'm saying? So, that really falls on Lou. I mean, this LeBron was, literally said I, that in his post game interview. He's like, "I didn't want to pull a Chris Webber, so I didn't, I didn't call a timeout right away." But, but people don't realize when that video came out of, uh, like the aftermath on the bench, yeah. and LeBron started freaking out and put his hand in his in his towel. That he wasn't mad at Jr. He was mad at Ty Lue for yeah. not knowing there was a timeout. Yeah, because yeah. I know he can deal with Jr.'s stupidity. Because I don't know, he he kind of that's not new. Exactly. It's yeah. not exactly. new for him. I mean, well, neither is Ty Lue's, but that's not. <laughs> but he he just physically wants to strangle Ty Lue. He's like, how dumb is this guy? And the 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 crazy part is, that's LeBron's guy. Like he got rid of Blatt, and he specifically wanted Ty Lue. So they're all LeBron's guy until they're not LeBron's guy, and then they're that's gone. That's true. Ty Lue is definitely sitting there. He's like, all right, if it doesn't go in, I gotta call a timeout. And he's sitting there and it's going. He's like, don't forget. Don't forget to call a timeout. Don't forget to call a timeout. He's got, he got lost in the moment. He got he lost wrote. in the moment. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, I was supposed to call a fucking timeout. I think what both him and JR, they just they saw the scoreboard go into the line. They just kind of mentally assumed, like, assumed okay, we get in both, both of these are going are knocked down. We're going to be tied. They didn't, like, they saw the first one go in, and then they just kind of, like, mentally checked out and didn't realize that, like, oh, we're not tied. 
Because like yeah. Jr. Jr. saying I knew the score is like the same thing as Tyloo not calling a timeout. Like you're either dumb or you suck. Like one isn't better than the other. You're just terrible in different ways. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And now moving to our segment, first segment, craziest free agency rumors you've heard. And I want to kick it off, actually. The craziest <laughs> free agency rumor I've heard is that LeBron James is staying in Cleveland, gentlemen. You heard it here first. There is absolutely no fucking way in my head that he's staying there. That's my craziest <laughs> That's my craziest free agency rumor. Jones, go ahead. Uh, I got a few, but I'll go with uh, the one we put on Instagram yesterday about uh, the dark horse for LeBron signing is to the Charlotte Hornets. And I saw, I mean, there's yeah. no substantiation <laughs> behind it other than LeBron or uh, Jordan's rumored to be making a court, you know, courting LeBron in some way. Uh, and so is Mitch Kupchak. But like, you know, who the fuck isn't? I don't even know the, the, the I don't even know what the Hornets are going to do. Their cap situation is terrible. Um, they would have to deal. They make so many moves just to just to free up that space. Yeah. Uh, Batum has like a max deal, right? Or near max. Right. Yeah. Doom, he's up there as one of the worst. Like he's a top ten worst contract in the NBA. I know. I really liked him at the time too, but he you just don't give he, a max contract to. Yeah, no. Um, and like you know, it's I heard. I, I don't even. I'm not even gonna knock him on this, but Jalen and Jacoby, I was watching today. Uh, Jacoby was saying like, oh yeah, he's gonna go down there play. I'm gonna get videos of him playing Jordan one on one in practice. They're gonna then they're gonna retire. They're gonna co-own the team together. And I'm just like. It don't perpetuate this fucking rumor that's got no chance of happening. Like, there's a more of a chance he goes to the Knicks, and there's no fucking chance he goes to the Knicks. Yeah, none. Tom? Uh, Carmelo to the Celtics. I think Dave pointed that out to me yesterday in the group chat, and like, Fuck that. I want no part of that. That is that's dumb first of all cuz Danny Ainge is much smarter than to sign Carmelo Anthony to anything unless we're getting him for like 500,000 and he can play like eighth guy off the bench which he wouldn't do. Well, that's it was uh, Hor- it. Horford Horford trade, right? Oh, that's right. It was a trade. Yeah, it was Horford for him. And oh, wasn't it Horford and um Hayward, Hayward for and Hayward. I, I proposed that after after oh, I, hey, I saw yeah. that I was like okay if you don't do that would you do Horford and Horford and Hayward for Paul George sign and trade with Stephen Adams yeah and there's there's no way I'd take that I'd give you like Horford and Jalen like I would do that for those two but I'm not fucking giving You'd up rather give up Jalen Brown than Gordon Hayward yeah Gordon Hayward is was all give up every Hayward. year I mean Hayward yeah. could come back and be just as good though, and you could be better with Jalen. Uh, it's hard to keep okay. it straight. Jason and with Tatum and Hayward, you could be just as good with them as you could with Jalen. And uh, but we don't know Tatum. how good Jalen can be. Yeah, Hayward's been in the league right. seven years. He's had at right. most two two seasons better than the season Jalen Brown just had. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I but, just think he's more yeah. athletic and just has such a high ceiling. I think he's going to be able to command more money down the line than Hayward is. So I think Hayward would be better long-term for contract situations too because I don't see a world in which the Celtics get to keep both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't see – I see one of them is gone. Yeah. At, it but exists. Whether it's through, it's just, whether it's through it's a trade a, or through free agency. It, it exists, but it's just a world without 
Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Kyrie Irving, yeah. and Al right. <laughs> But it right. exists. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but it's even not, I feel like there's a way they could even keep Kyrie, Jalen, and Tatum together. Like there's a way Kyrie you could to the that. Knicks. I don't know, man. I hope not. I'll tell you what, though. Another crazy thing I heard was LeBron to the Celtics. I heard that he's interested in talking to them. If they talked to LeBron James at all, Kyrie if they Irving even will meet with himself. him, Kyrie Irving's gone. Kyrie's you can't even meet with him. Okay. I mean, New York. Kind of if I was a, yeah. if I was a Celtics fan, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want LeBron talking to me. No, get exactly. Out of I don't want him in there. Get out of my face. Even if they have a meeting with him, Kyrie's gonna see that as a stab in the back, and he's like, "Yo, I came here to get the fuck away from this guy." Like, yeah. don't even if Ky- if they meet with him, Kyrie's gonna <laughs> demand a trade. Dude, Kyrie... he's not gonna play. He's gonna demand a trade. That's what, exactly what's gonna happen if they meet with. And, him. and they're not gonna get shit back because the only people who are gonna he's not gonna guarantee anybody a yeah exactly. a, a extension. Well, I, I think and, he would have to. He, it would have to be a trade, because I, I, how are they going to afford everyone? No, yeah, they would have to trade Kyrie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So no I, team, I would be a three-way no team, deal. Who's going to give up anything that doesn't land them Kyrie long-term? Yeah, I'll get Kyrie for next year. I'll give you two second-rounders and an expiring deal. Like what? Unless I'm, unless I'm literally the Knicks. Who I know. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying I think it would be to the Knicks. I'm saying I think it would be to the. I think if LeBron, this isn't going to happen, but if LeBron was traded to the Celtics, I think it would be you. You have Kyrie going to the Knicks and the Knicks giving up. I, I don't know. You know what I? Courtney Lee and a second round pick. There's your offer. Take it or leave it. <laughs> what are they going to say? They're going to say leave it, and I'm going to be in the same spot now, and they're not going to get LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but happen? meeting gonna, even help. Celtics for I'll give you a contract I don't want and and a second round pick and you give me your point guard and you can sign your LeBron yeah that would be so dumb that would be so fucking dumb if they even if they even meet with him I'll be pissed if Danny Ainge is dumb enough to meet with him then I've doubt I've misjudged him for a really long time plus like oh we we, we're just in a position now where we're gonna take you the fuck out and now you want to now you want to come over no (laughs) yeah fuck Fuck off yeah there's no way Saul's go ahead uh, I'd say there's no fucking way uh, LeBron signs or or signs or sign and trade with the uh, OKC Thunder to make the big three of Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and LeBron James. Uh, yeah, this can't happen for many reasons. Um, one of which I, I don't see. I mean, the thought, I guess, is Paul George and LeBron playing together. But if they do, it's going to be in L.A. I think we all know yeah, that. Yeah, that's, ha- that's um, happening. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think LeBron wants to play with Russell Westbrook. Also, I don't, I don't know why nobody wants to play with fucking Russell Westbrook. Yeah, nobody wants to. Um, no, just, play with Russell wait, Westbrook, wait. Steven Adams, and Andre Roberson. I, have, I have a little, I have a little breaking news. Actually, speaking of Paul George, it is now being reported right now that there's a very strong chance around the league and a, a lot of very strong, yeah, better chance. That Paul George re-signs with the Thunder. Wow. Sully. I don't believe it for a second. I don't buy it. Don't yeah, buy it. I don't it. believe it for a second. He was spotted today at E3 with Josh Hart. Don't buy it. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't even, even I don't think any of the two is gonna happen. That like obviously the big thing with LeBron coming to the Thunder, that's not gonna happen. They have to get rid of Stephen Adams' contract at least. Um, but uh They've been working out together, I know, in the offseason, uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and I'm sure they've developed a friendship of some sort. 
And I'm sure Paul George is very upset. He only had eight points in that last game, and he feels some guilt because he played like shit. But, um, I mean, they found out what their ceiling was this year, and that's a first-round loss uh, with Russell Westbrook as your best player. Paul George is your second-best player. And uh, Melo, who, you know, I mean, he's on the team with Russell Westbrook. So and Melo's not, gonna... not going anywhere. Yeah, Melo's got the contract, so Melo's your oh. third-best player. I mean, maybe yeah. they could, maybe they could win a win a round. But I mean, me and Dave were preaching to everyone how the Jazz were going to beat them in six, and they beat them in six, right? Yeah, everyone laughed at us. Six, everyone, yeah, even everyone after weren't they down o two too? What were they down o two and did that, or was it one and one after? One, 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 one and one, and then they oh, came back and won that. Good. They, yeah. won, they came back and won that one game where they were down twenty seven, which was impressive. Uh, Russell Westbrook played uh, pretty well in that game, even though he took a million shots. And they came back. Yeah, I'll give him credit for that. But it was 4-2. We got destroyed or destroyed on Instagram for saying that. And then, uh, yeah, we made every, made sure everyone – people were like, I'll find you when 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 the Thunder sweep them. I'm like, all right, buddy, you, you don't know basketball. Um, <laughs> the Thunder are an isolation team that's inefficient. Um, Russell Westbrook. Don't, don't play defense. Don't play – they don't – they don't play defense. I mean, turn the ball over a lot. Torch. Yeah, turn it over. I mean, it's just ugly basketball. At best, they could win and make it the second round, and we still don't see that. They couldn't do it with the Utah Jazz team led by a rookie and Donovan Mitchell. So it, I don't know why he'd want to come back when he could go to Le- L.A. with LeBron. And if he doesn't, maybe he goes with DeMarcus Cousins in L.A. or, you know, maybe Kawhi in, in, in L.A. You know, there's so many other possibilities, even if LeBron goes to like a Philly or, or somewhere else. It's just not going to happen. OKC okay, not going to make the playoffs correct. next year. What? OKC is not going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Put, no, the West is too good. I don't even know. I don't even know. Considered a hot take at this point, but I don't. They're ninth or tenth. Without Paul George, ninth or tenth team at best in the West. I'd say most people oh, would probably yeah. say they're a seven or an eight seed, but I agree with you. I think that's a courtesy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't think they make it either. The West is getting too good. The, the, the West is getting way too good. I mean, yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe the Suns would be good if they get eaten. Who knows? I mean, if they start, I'm not. I'm not someone. taking them over someone like Denver. I'll oh yeah, it's another squad team. any day of the week. Denver had a lot of injuries this year. I mean, they had uh, what's his name out for a while. Millsap. They, you know, they're they're a really Jamal good team. Murray they have Murray. is quietly becoming a superstar. Who? Jokic. Jamal Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray and and Jokic. Yeah. The Joker. I love him. Yeah. Um, Nicola. Yeah, and they were the nine team. They're the team that that got left out who I I really like them, yeah. They would have been a good team to watch in the playoffs. Fun team. Sad. All right, we spoke a lot about all these things. What are your final thoughts on this NBA season? We were going to talk a little NBA draft, but I think we're going to have a whole... A whole episode for that and a little bit for the free agency we're gonna have a whole episode for that so let's just really get everyone's final thoughts on this nba season um oh Sully? yeah go ahead Sully. Uh, take it away souls i would say would well, we want one word or what do, what do we want just say your final thought whatever you want well, your final and, thoughts. Inevitably, it was disapp- inevitably it was disappointing. Very. Um, you know, and it, the playoffs were very up and down. The first round, I was thrilled with so many long series: the Pacers, Cavs, the Celtics, Bucks. 
Um, even I like the, the Thunder Jazz series. I like seeing Mitchell. The second round was horrendous. You know, so many sweeps. The conference finals, it was just weird. There weren't close games until the end. Um, disappointing, as I said, Paul got hurt. Disappointing, Iguodala got hurt. And uh, and then the play, once we had the final set, we all knew. I mean, Jones Pick said four games. And then most of us said five. We're hoping just to get as many games as possible. But, I mean, once once we knew that, the writing was on the wall. It was the Warriors title. And it was just once, once that happened, it was, you know, why aren't we surprised? Um, so it was, it was disappointing for me, although there were some good moments, there were some buzzer beaters or some great performances. Um, hopefully next year, I want to see some shaken up. I mean, we obviously won't see the Cavs in the finals, but I want to see something crazy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would kind of agree with Sully's like overall disappointment, even though I kind of, you know, was rooting for the Warriors, um, and I got the the result I expected. Uh, it was just kind of felt all year that there was like n- no one was kind of up to speed. Like the the Thunder just weren't the team we thought they were. Um, there was just so many inst- instances they are, like were that. who we thought they were. Yeah, the the Celtics, all their injuries. Uh, Philly, while surprising in the beginning of the postseason, kind of flat uh, flatlined there. Um, Toronto flopping in the playoffs. It just it it felt like no matter what the NBA or the, every team tried to do to kind of shake it up, it, the inevitable was coming. Um, I was a little more excited for that inevitability than than most. But at the end of the day, like you you still want some type of excitement, um, even if you are wishing for the same result on the way there. Um, so it was, I, I thought there was a lot of disappointment throughout the league and underperforming this year. Um, but so overall, I, I kind of agree with Sully there, but I, it's going to, you know, I, Hey, I, I almost like the off season more than the, the actual yeah, NBA it's season. More fun. And especially gonna... as a Knicks fan, it's that's, that's my regular season, baby. <laughs> yeah, draft, it's more draft fun. like July 15th. That's, that's it. I got a 30 day <laughs> basketball season. All right, I'll say this. I, I definitely agree with you guys. It was very disappointing, but it's the NBA at this point is kind of like the Fast and the Furious franchise. You go in expecting to see some fireworks, but you inevitably know what's going to happen at the end. They're going to save the world. That's how that's how loony Fast and the Furious has gotten. That's how loony NBA has gotten. They're fucking saving the world. They went from car racing to saving the world. The NBA went from parody to just super teams now. It sucks because all you're seeing is like the end result is the same fucking shit for eight years now. It's like it, it's literally been telegraphed where it went from heat, then you you know, Spurs, the Mavs that one time, and fucking Cavs. So just disappointing. I hope next year there's something different. I hope they blow it all up. Tom? Yeah, you know, I agree with everything you guys said for the most part. Um, I think this year for me was really good. It started last year, but um, oh, yeah, the Celtics course, being the Celtics, on the up, right? exactly. They, they, you know what I mean. For a while, it really was hard to watch in between the years when we 
lost Pierce and Garnett from going from that era to this era was a little bit, or that team to this team was was tough. There was a few tough years in there to watch. And I mean, I kind of fell away from the game, but started last year, and especially this year, I kind of like fell in love with it again. And I found myself watching more and more games. Like I'd watch Pelicans play all the time. Those teams that play later on, you know what I mean? They're playing out West a lot of times. I watched like a Lakers Pelicans game and you watch Anthony Davis drop 53 and 18. Like I just started watching more games like that. So for me, it was kind of an entertaining season because I ended up seeing a lot of really great regular season games. I was disappointed, like Sully said, with the playoffs. I mean, the first round was great for the most part. There's some really competitive series, and the second round was just sweeps in five game series and one five game series. So I mean, it really wasn't wasn't anything special. And then the finals, the conference finals were great, both sides. And then the finals were what they were. You know what I mean? It's never foamy to see an NBA finals end in a sweep. It's just not entertaining, and especially when it's the same team winning. But I mean, I, I think competition's on the up. I think next year we're going to have a lot more parity in the league, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be a big step forward for that from this year, especially depending on where LeBron goes. If LeBron goes to LA and goes out there and just plays with those young guys, and no one else signs out there with him this year, it's like that's not going to be necessarily a title contender, and that's going to open up some more doors, and that's going to create more these mid-level teams, these like eight to like ten seed teams, being more competitive. I think, and. It's exciting. I think it's an exciting time for the league. I think there's a lot of good young players that are bringing it in a um, more competitive yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tom, real, real quick. I'm sorry, Jones, not to cut you off. I'm going to say what Jones is thinking. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> next fan, fuck you. Because you're talking about all this fun regular season shit. Bro, the last time I saw fun regular season Knicks basketball was in 2012 when we went four, 54 and 28, was it, Jones? I think it was. Yeah. Ever since then, yes. we've been a fucking shit show. So, Dude, I was even you know talking what? more about other teams. Like, no, I want no, entertained no, by, like, Tom, other Tom, players Tom, come on, my... Tom. Tom, <laughs> screw you, all right? You're on mute for the rest of the goddamn show. How about that? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, well, I, I'm, in, I'm with the heat. I'm just in no man's land. I'm just like... Uh, it's a like rough, it's a rough area. I'm just it's a rough no area to land. be in. That's on the heat. I'm just like... I'm just shaking my head. I'm just like... What, but what, hey, what? You, you, you guys are going to get a meeting. You guys are going to get a meeting. Hey, you know, I'll be the first one to take him back if he wants to <laughs> somehow. And I think back, just touching upon what you guys talk about, uh, parity in the league, I think what more than, I mean, I guess it's kind of a result of the Supers teams, but more just the free agency culture overall. Like, there's never really, uh, parity in the NBA is kind of a false facade. There's never really been a par- that, that much parity. I think, yeah. I think in the last 30 30 or 35 years there's only been eight or nine teams that have won a championship very true. eight or nine different teams um and so but what's lacking is the these teams a lot of them don't have rivals or they don't have a rivalry that's sustained long enough to to uh you know become a a, a something of note like, yes there's a rivalry between a team but the real rivalry is between the specific players yeah, there's when no, the, those, there's like, no Lakers, this is the Celtics, Yankees, Red Sox. Like yeah. this is, you know, yeah, like it wasn't, that, like, it wasn't Bulls, Knicks. It was Jordan Ewing. Like it wasn't, exactly. well, it was, it was Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller. Like it wasn't those teams. It was, it's, it's the players in the NBA that because they're players first league. So that's what it is. And I just think with all the free agency moving and the super teams, have, someone's constantly trying to have to move to, to team up with someone else in this AAU culture that LeBron created for himself, it, it prevents them from creating sustaining rivalries and relationships with the same players and the same teams. 
Um, and like, you know, we go back at bird magic was that 12, 15 years or 12, 13 years they went on against each other. Like from day one, I mean, yeah, they were drafted almost what back to back years, I believe. Um, but it it just doesn't happen like that anymore. Like I, I can't tell you the last big rivalry between a team that's lasted more than four or five years. I mean, even you go back to, I could tell you the Pistons Lakers. That wasn't a rivalry, though. I mean, they met well, that, at that point, the, the Pistons were demolishing everyone in their path. I mean, so like that's he, true. Nick, Nick, Nick's Heat, that was like six, seven years. And I that guess was you, could say, Lakers, you could say Lakers-Celtics for the – they met a couple years in the finals. Yeah, they were, yeah in, in 07, they yeah. destroyed like, Kobe I mean, in 08. You literally, you literally might have to go back to like Pistons-Bulls or, or Lakers-Celtics in the 80s. Like it's it's that far long or that far back. Um, I'll so it's, I, mean, I think true. it's just, it's a different culture today. And it's, that's one thing that's slowly being taken out of the league. And it's, it's kind of demoralizing in that sense. What if, well, what if this happened? Uh, sorry to cut you off. I think this would just be crazy and it's not going to happen, but I would love to see LeBron say in the Eastern conference with Philly. And then you have that Philly Boston robbery. Um, hopefully, you know, be really good for the next four or five years. And then Durant, leaves somewhere else so then the 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 warriors i think i i it would be cr- so cool to see durant leave and i know he's not gonna but if he leaves to either an eastern conference team if he went to an eastern conference team that would balance out the uh conferences so much and lebron stayed there or if he went to another western conference team i think the league would be so competitive then if you what had kb what if he went to the pacers that would be i don't know if they had the cap for it but that would be good him uh, the depot nap city I mean, they, Kevin, Dur- they- Kevin Durant already looks like he's already half asleep. He don't need to go to Nap City. <laughs> yeah, he lived. He lived in that already too. He lived in Oklahoma City already. Like what the yeah. fuck they're doing Oklahoma City? Yeah, I don't know. I just he's, he's not, not gonna happen. He's gonna resign. Yeah, he's not leaving California. He's not gonna leave. But I think it would just be so cool because the Warriors would still be a top three team. Still, you know, in the West they'd be a top three team. And then if you went to another Western Conference team, then you'd have the Rockets. If they resign Paul and then maybe the Lakers are, are big and they get someone with Paul George. And- I don't know. I, I think the Warriors are just such a unique group of personalities that have done this. Like they're so all in with each other. I think they're just going to stay together until they don't win, you know, until they no, really I, can't. I, I agree. I mean, I think I think Clay Thompson is the first uh, is the first like real obstacle. Resigning well, him, but I mean, they—it's not like they can't do it. I mean, they—they they have the money to resign him next year. True. They, but can they give him a max deal? Yeah. I remember, you can go over the salary cap to resign your own players. They own his bird rights. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So they could do that. But what's where's the where's the line? And they now own they have? now own Durant's bird rights too. Uh, there's no max. I mean, there's no actual thing that says you can only have this many max players it's just how many can fit under the contract you know yeah, a max I mean, player that, a max a contract I that's for... a part i don't like that's part a part that i don't like that could create more parity in the league is having a hard cap i don't uh, well there I is mean, a hard cap it's it's like a hundred and i think it was 128 million this year no compared to saying rather than rather cap. than just just one cap rather than the soft cap getting rid of it and just Rather than you know, because I mean, with that the, they the made work- all the, that's how it used to be. They made all these changes to prevent people from leaving small markets. And it hasn't yeah. done that. No, but I mean, people have to walk away from 
fifty million dollars to to do it. You know, you can't. I don't know. I don't know how much more of an incentive you want the NBA to, in a fair manner, apply than fifty million dollars. You know, like you can't. No, be, it's. Oh, Oh, you go. You getting four hundred million compared to a hundred million? No, like, I, I, I'm not saying that. I, advocating for that. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not working. So the, the point that they tried to do it for, it's not even doing that. It's just now yeah. you, you could see the Warriors stay together for four or five years, uh, additional years. I mean, you know, so they, so they can sign basically everyone to a max deal when their time is up. Yeah, but I mean, by the same token, you're assuming the NBA doesn't like the Warriors. The NBA loves the Warriors. They hope the Warriors win another three, to, three or four in the next ten years at least. Yeah, that, that was that was I a small they do, market but... until st- until they really took off. That was a that was a dead market up there. Yeah, they were they had really passionate fans, but they were not well known world. I don't uh, think Adam Silver wants. I think Adam. I don't think Adam Silver wants that though. I don't think Adam Silver wants what what's happened the last three or four years to continue. I don't think he wants another Cavs Warriors, but I don't think I think he he's. He'll be just fine next year if the Warriors win again. Yeah, no, the next year, but I'm saying the next five or six years, I don't think he wants. Then, then it's really gonna. There's gonna be a lot more pressure on him. I mean, there already was this year to break up the conferences and stuff like that. I mean, that was a that was a real big talk earlier on in the year. Right, Can we never see little- Rockets Warriors then. If that, I mean, maybe we do in the, in the finals. Maybe we do. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be better. Much better. Yeah. So we don't have to look at the Western Conference Finals as the actual finals. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah no, it's yeah. true. Yeah. And I mean, I mean but, uh, boy, Bron Bron doesn't want that. He can't can't cruise through the East anymore that way. I, I, I don't care. Can't I mean, cruise I, through I, the well, East at all anymore. That's well, true. That's true. That, that Next is year true. We could, we could have Bron Bron and Adam Silver come on our next sports segment to answer those questions. Real or fake news? Real or fake news? The Mets are making the playoffs. Sullivan, take it away. Playoffs? You kidding me? Is this a rhetorical question? Playoffs? (laughs) I just hope we can win a game. Any game. You kidding me? Oh, man. Uh, Jeez. This is fake news. I mean, I'm watching them get spanked by the Braves right now, 8-2. I mean, what have we lost? We lost eight in a row before we beat Luis Severino some, some... Somehow, due to an immaculate performance from Seth Lugo, who's very underrated as a pitcher, but uh, we just, uh, I mean, you know, I'm optimistic about the Mets, but I'm also realistic about the Mets. I've been saying it. Uh, we got to sell the team. I mean, we got to get rid of Cabrera. Cespedes, once he gets back healthy, get value for him. DeGrom, you can keep one of Syndergaard or DeGrom. Keep Syndergaard. He's younger. Um, you got to hopefully Bruce starts producing and sell him. You got to, you got to sell all these guys. It's just, um, it's, it's sad. We're, we're like, what, seven or eight games, seven games below 500 after this loss. It's, it's not going to happen. And they just need a, you know, they need a direction, a rebuild. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Souls, you, you had some very exciting news over the weekend. Oh, yes. Your... Um, thank you for re- reminding me. So, uh. My little cousin, uh, his he plays for uh, the Massapequa Chiefs, um, and they won the St- New York State Championship, ten to one. Um, my my cousin uh, Bobby Conlon, he he pitched I believe three innings, gave up one run, uh, didn't get the win actually, but he he pitched great. Um, he's only a sophomore. 
great kid. So proud of him. Uh, he's also an exceptional uh, golfer. I think he's like a two and a half handicap. Um, the rooting for him. He'll he'll play either you know baseball or uh, golf at the next level. And uh, huge uh, shout out to the uh, Massapequa Chiefs uh, baseball team. I mean, they won ten one in the finals. Like really, like that's. <laughs> It's not even close. Just completely destroying them. I saw them play. They're a great team. They got a bunch of kids playing on the next level next year, um, doing great things. They have some playing at North Carolina. Um, some, some might equate that to getting swept in the NBA Finals. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give them a quick shout-out. I know some of them follow us, um, and uh, I was happy they completely dominated because they lost in the States last year, so a little uh, revenge. A little redemption. There you go, boys. Congrats yeah. to the boys. Oh, yeah. All right. Really? Fa- well, fuck that. That 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 doesn't even go to Tom or Jones. Sully, you took care of it. I don't give a shit what Tom has to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. No, my fuck, man. supposed to be on mute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Really fake news. Shohei Otani will, av- will be able to avoid Tommy John by becoming a full-time header. There's been a lot of reports saying that he, through therapy, he wants to take the Tanaka route. He doesn't want to get Tommy John because if he gets Tommy John, he missed the rest of this season. Next season won't be back till 2020. Is this rare fake news or will he have to get Tommy John at some point? Tom, go ahead. Uh, Tom. As, as the resident Tommy here, I will take this one, Jones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. No, you said I mean, you don't do it, you got to be quicker than that. <laughs> I, think it, um, I, think it, I think it's real. I think it'd be smart for him to do. He's a pretty decent hitter. I think if he focused all his time on that, he would be able to he'd be able to build that skill as well, and that could make him even more valuable in the future. I think if he gets Tommy John, that screws him because he's gonna sit out and do absolutely nothing for the next year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. He's gonna do nothing. And now, you know what I mean? Maybe the elbow can heal and maybe he can pitch again. Or maybe he's just a great hitter and plays the outfield. Like either way, he's still going to be a professional baseball player. Versus if he gets Tommy John's, one of his skills could never be the same again. Bottom line, I think it's real news that he could do it. Jones, I think I think I'm going to go fake news. I think uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, a dominant pitcher is more valuable than a dominant hitter, and they're always going to be attached to, especially what he's shown thus far. He's been pitching great thus far. Um, so I think at the end of the day, he's only 23. Um, yeah, it worked for Tanaka. I don't think that Tanaka's situation was as bad or his elbow was as bad as, as Otani's is. Um, so, but even that he was out for months. So it's, he's going to miss time regardless. Who knows how, if that's going to affect his swing, if it's going to have any different effects on his game outside of, you know, his throwing arm. And what is he going to be a DH forever? Like he can't, we can't even use him in the outfield, you know. Um, so I think at the end of the day, they'll they'll have to. And doing all of this still does not guarantee no Tommy John surgery down the line. So what happens if we do this experiment and we get to the end of it a year and a half, two years from now, and he's not doing, you know, he's batting two forty six and seventeen home runs a year, you know, like he's just not really not really pulling off the numbers we need. Then he's 27, 26, 27. You got to have the Tommy John uh, surgery, at not pitching until he's 28, 29. And then at that point, you won. I mean, that's literally, you talk start talk career ending because he comes back, he's not great. He's 30, 31. 
people have been forced to retire earlier than 30 or 31 because they haven't been performing. Um, so I, I think it's a, I think it's a risk. I, I, we're at a point where Tommy John surgery is it just works like every time almost. Um, it's just a matter of waiting to to let it work. Um, so I, I think eventually they maybe they try that experimentally for the next month or two while they still kind of you know test the waters and figure out what what could be done. But I think at the end of the day they're just gonna have to bite the bullet. And, and, you know, we'll see in 2020 for uh, with a brand new strong arm. Gotcha. Um, Sully? Um, I'll say uh, real news. Um, I'll say real news. I say that he bypasses the Tommy John because of his values. And I'll disagree with you, Jones. Uh, there's a reason why starting pitchers never win the uh, ne- excuse me, never win the MVP. Not just because they're Cy Young. They only pitch every five days. Exactly. Uh, an elite, you know, batter can win the MVP realistically because they impact the game every day. Although I love my DeGroms, the Bumgarners. They're amazing. The Scherzers, Verlanders. May- maybe I should amend it to it's harder to find a dominant pitcher than a yes. dominant hit. Okay, yeah. That's okay. a fair yeah, point. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, I just – I've seen this kid hit and this kid can hit. Um, he can He can really hit. And if he dedicates a lot of time to it – um, and then, you know, you know, does what Tanaka did and eventually can pitch later on down the road. Um, then, you know, I almost look at it as a, as a plus. I don't, I didn't look at him as, you know, going to do this for 20 years, pitch and, you know, hit. It's really just, it's not extremely plausible. He did it at a pretty high level for a while. Um, not too long, but he was doing both well. Um, I think they're going to go all out, possibly put in try and trade for Machado or someone big and go all for it because, um, you know, California has that law where Trout, what is it, after se- we being with a organization for seven years. You can yeah, leave, same, right? company, same company yeah, same for seven years, seven years, you can, years, you can so avoid well, any contract. So Trout, Trout could leave next this after this year. So I believe, you know, that's a, that's a huge loophole. And I think they're going to go all for it, you know, use him as a hitter. I don't think they're going to just voluntarily let – uh, Otani, one of the big reasons to keep uh, Trout there, um, and just let him go without yeah, trying yeah, something else. Yeah, so, two years. So gonna, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think they're gonna. He's gonna bypass the Tommy John, and you're right, it might not work, Jones, but we'll see. Agreed. I mean, I agree with with everything you said, Sully. So I'm not gonna go. We're going to go from one segment to another. We're going to jump right into the MLB, and we're going to talk about this week's What the Fuck Was That Play or Move of the Week. This is a new segment. It is basically a really bad error or a manager's bad decision. So I'm going to go What the Fuck Was That for Jose Reyes. Sully, your favorite player in the whole wide world. Oh, this man managed... my dick. He was he one of my favorite the... players. He botched <laughs> the shit out of a double play, missed the bat completely, is a bad, I mean, he gives a bad name to the Reyes clan because I am a Reyes. Sad to see. <laughs> <laughs> sad, sad to see. I never thought about that. Sad to see. Um, yeah, it also doesn't help, sorry, uh, that he periscopes Carlos Gomez like every day and then he's always talking, yeah, I'm just going to ride the pine. They never want to play me. Like my dad was showing me the other day and I'm like, hey, I wish Sully could see this. Just Jose hopefully <laughs> vying for playtime. And then he goes and pulls that. Uh, Jones, uh, I'm sorry. You said you wanted to go next, Jones. Jones. No, I don't want to go next because you stole mine. 
And I told you, what did I tell you, Anthony? I told you, I texted you at one point this year, you became my favorite Reyes because yeah. Jose is just, he's gone. He used to be probably my second favorite player on the Mets. Just he has energy, his speed, the steals. He was the shit on the Mets for like a while. I will, I, I, I'll go. I'll go. But I'll go. I'm going outside MLB. I'm going to college. One with the Auburn Florida game. One with the incredible steal for home with the the double steal guy going to guy on first and third. They both start running, and the guy on first trips halfway to distract the pitcher, and the the guy on third steals home. <laughs> I didn't. So see it's that. A, a a lefty. I pitcher. didn't see that either. That's lefty crazy. Pitcher. Lefty pitcher, Goes like right in front gets of him. set, gets set, and the guy on first just steals while he's looking right at him. Like, and obviously the pitcher's like, "The fuck is going on? He like, why off. are you doing that?" <laughs> he steps, <laughs> off, steps off to go throw it to him, and then right as he goes to throw it, the guy on going to second falls on purpose to distract the pitcher even more. And the whole time, the guy on third's running home, steals home without a without not even close, and then. The second is the, the Auburn outfielder then knocking the ball off his own glove Bro, for a game. Oh, I saw that. I would kill myself. Literally, Jose I would Canseco. literally. It wasn't as bad as Conseco. It wasn't as bad as Conseco because it didn't hit off his head, but it, it hit square <laughs> in his <laughs> mitt. Square in his mitt right and over the fence. That lost him the game, bro. I, I saw yeah. that. that. Dude, that kid's. His soul left his body. Like he's, I will say that was an unusually low fence for a baseball game. Like that fence was probably five <laughs> or six feet tall at most. Yeah. So, wow. and like in Yankee Stadium, that ball is not going on over the fence. Just on how high it was, I don't know distance wise, but you know if it if it hit the fence at that height, it would not have been a home run in a major league ballpark. Most major league ballparks, Fenway probably because they're right field yeah. ball. It's a bullpen, yeah. Time's right, go. yeah. Time's yeah. go. Do it. Do it right oh, now. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, mine is my man Eduardo Nunez getting hit by a pitch last night and falling to the ground. And like, He got hit in the stomach. Like It probably took the wind out of him, but he was like, writhing in pain. And Alex Cora came out and just started laughing at him. Just was standing over him, just <laughs> fucking laughing. He's like, all right, come on. You're going to be all right. He's like, get up and take your Get place. up, pussy. So like, like, I didn't see this remember. Either. I played this game. He's like, he literally had a bat. And he picked up the bat. And he was standing like crouched over the bat. And he was covering his mouth with like the handle of the bat because he was trying not to like laugh in his face. But he was just laughing in his fucking face. Not really. It was just funny that like he literally he probably got the wind taken out of him. Like he probably got hit like right under his lungs. Yeah, and, Alex Cora played for a while. So yeah, I mean, Alex Cora like he was a well, good. What did he see? Like an eighteen-year player, something like that. Yeah, World Series champ as a player and a coach. Guys, the man. I love he Alex. Played for everyone. Yeah, I fucking love Alex Cora. He I was played so for the Blue Jays at one point, no? Did he play for the Sox? He played for the Mets. Oh, yeah, he won a World Yanks. Series in 2007 with the Sox. And he played for the Yankees, right? The Mets? Oh, he Alex Cora is the man. He's he a great fucking guy. He's a great, I know he he's played a for great the baseball Mets. guy. Yeah, he's a great yeah, he's, he was the perfect fit for this fucking team. He, yeah. but him just and him just laughing at Nunez is perfect. Just shows you like the chemistry that team has, and like it was just it wasn't more of a what the fuck moment. It was more of just a hilarious sports moment this week. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us a fake what the fuck moment. Tom. Yeah. thanks. <laughs> fucking I was thanks laughing. for that. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking you. I'm fucking you. Go ahead, Souls. And uh, my what the fuck was to Mickey Callaway the game uh, the Mets. Uh, Baltimore Orioles game last Thursday I went to. 
0-0 game. Bring in Jerry's Familia in the eighth without the lead. Eighth inning, bringing in your closer. Bring him in first and third, one out. We pitch to Manny Machado with the bag open. <laughs> yeah, it's a 390-foot ball to center. Both runners tag. We lose the game one nothing. Jonathan Scope is on deck. You have second base open. You get the force at any bag, getting the bases loaded. You induce the double play with the, the slower Jonathan Scope. Um, less hit, better. Machado's better at everything. Hitting, homers, average, speed. And this guy, this fan next to me, has the audacity to, to tell me Mickey did the right thing by pitching to Manny Machado with a bag open. <laughs> and told Jonathan Scope was better. I, I almost I almost couldn't take a look at him seriously. I was like, you're telling me Jonathan Scope is better than Manny Machado right now? So, so my what the fuck you goes that Mickey and that fan. Mickey and that fan get the what the fuck, man. Because, I mean, he's hitting over 100 points higher than him average. I think 120 average points higher than him. He's got like 40 more RBIs. I'm like, look at the screen, dude. Like, you don't pitch to him there. You just don't. I'm surprised he didn't have a massive heart attack. Me too. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So let's dive right into it. Uh, Jones, what are your, your power rankings, your top five teams this week? You're on Jones. mute, bud. Oh, classic. Um, <laughs> I, think I, have, I think I have literally <laughs> the same power rankings as I did last week. Um or maybe no, I, I switched. I switched them. I, the Yankees, Yankees first, Red Sox second, Astros third. Uh, what is it? oh Cub? No, I switched again. Right, so I have Cubs fourth this week, um, eight and two in their last ten. Now I've taken over first place in their division by half a game over the Brewers, um, and then five is the Nationals again. Um, I know they're they're four and six in their last ten, but I. Uh, I still like them, and they're still my World Series national uh, National League pick. So I'm gonna ride them. Nice. What do you What do you have, uh, Tom? I have uh, the Yankees at one over the Sox uh, at two, and then the Astros down at three still. Um, the Mariners at four; they're eight and two in their last ten, and the Cubs at five, also eight and two in their last ten. Both division leaders right now. So they're they're hot as of recent. So I have Mariners, Cubs, new guys in it, four and five. Mm, I see, I see. I'll give you mine. I have Yankees one, Boston two, Seattle three, Chicago mm. four, and Houston numero cinco. I like it. Nice. Uh, I got Red Sox one um, because they still played pretty well. Aside from the so uh, White Sox series, without uh, their best player Mookie Betts, so I'm not gonna penal- I'm not gonna penalize them too much, even though they're they're a half game behind the Yankees. I still put them one. Yankees two. Uh, Labor's just been incredible. Their their offense is scary. Uh, speaks for itself. Three. I'm going Seattle. Still four. Houston. And five, I'm still going to go. I know everyone's going to put the Cubs over the, the, the Brewers. I've had the Brewers. They're my NL. I'm still going to have them fifth. I mean, they're a half a game behind Chicago, and they've been up the whole year on them comparatively. So, I mean, it's not really like they've fallen back. It's just a, a game. they're a half a game back. I think they'll be all right. Um, so, those are mine. Nice, nice. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. 
I finally did something for you guys. You're going to appreciate this. I finally made a Today in Sports History. That is this decade. <laughs> it is within the last 20 years. I mean, you don't have to oh, hear boy. 1845, 1870, 1908, 1910. Let's kick it off. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited. What? In- All right. In 2002, this sports team defeated this team in a sweep to win this championship in 2002. Um, Angels over the Giants in the World Series. No. The You're going to get that. I know Red you Wings. guys are going to get this. Nope. The Detroit I know you guys Red Wings. This. Nope. Nope. Um, Think. the Lake Lakers. Ooh. Yeah, no, Lakers Nets. Lakers Nets. Yes, ding ding ding. Right. Sully Jones uh, yeah. in two thousand two. Yeah, we'll take it. I knew it was basketball. I was just trying to think. Yeah, June twelfth, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the New Jersey Nets four games to zero to win the two thousand two NBA Finals. Yeah, at first I thought AI, and then I was like, no, they won the first game in that series. Then, was um was that Kobe and Shaq's last championship that year too? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Because then, wait, was it? No. 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 Two thousand three. No, they they won two thousand, two thousand two, and two thousand three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. two thousand four. I mean, two thousand two thousand. No. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they won two thousand, two thousand one. No, 2001, 2002, 2003. Because 2000, the Knicks were in the NBA Finals against the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that was Duncan's first, right? Yeah. 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 And the last time everyone in America knew who the Knicks were. Ooh, we're actually <laughs> wrong. So the Lakers won in 2000, 2001, 2002. Then the Spurs won it in 2003. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't oh, believe it. Oh, the Pistons won it in 04. Pistons won in 04. Pistons won in 04. Wait. Uh, Let's not say we were all wrong because I was right originally. Let's give credit where it's – I said that was their last championship, Kobe and Shaq's. I was fucking right. Oh, nice. So so they beat beat the Sixers, Nets, and Pacers in in those three championships. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one up. In 1991, this team won their first championship by defeating this team – in the best of seven series, they won four games to one. Now, what year? 1991? Yes, 1991. They won their Must first. be the Yankees over someone. Their, oh, it's their first season. Their oh, first, their first No, they won their first. Wait. No, they won their first championship. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. They okay. won their 1991. first championship Yes, I believe so. Uh, is it... Hmm. Oh, was it the Bulls? Yes, it was the Bulls. Who did wow. they defeat, Thomas? Ah, oh, fuck. I couldn't tell you that. That was Jordan's See, first Sonic. Sonics. So. They Sonics. defeated. Nope. No. The, no. the uh, Suns. No. Suns is 94. Uh, or 93, 94. Uh, so, fuck. Not the Blazers. Yes. Not the... And not the... Uh, the j- the Jazz? No. No. I'm just saying uh, all the all the ones. It's where, just so bad. Did, I don't know. Who else did they play? Just think. All you need is a little. Lakers. Yep. It was all the right. Lakers. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Lakers. In 1991, the uh, Chicago Bulls won their first NBA championship by defeating the Los Angeles Lakers. Four years. Hey, it's because they had the AIDS magic. Yeah, they had the, yeah it was old, it was yeah. old magic. Yeah. Yeah, All right. I'm going to take worst this version. one back to 1990. This one's going to be a little tougher. All right. My first year, I should know it. All right. Me with best shot. In 1990, Ricky Henderson becomes the second player to steal 900 bases. What team did Ricky Henderson play for? New York Yankees. No. Oakland A's. Uh, the A's. Jesus Christ, it was the A's. Jones, you went yeah, from. Yeah, I said it too. Yeah, no. I knew it was one. Of, I, I knew it was one of those two because he played for the Yankees like in '91 or '92. Yeah, we, we both got it. All he right. had 130 stolen bases in 1982. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he was the Mets. Uh, he was the Mets' uh, first base coach for I think the last three months of 2007 season, just for like three months. Yeah. He was, like, did it for, and he was just obviously the best because he's the best at it. So like, Bro, he would turn he would turn walks into triples like regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And when Reyes was there with Henderson, yeah. All right. He's still in nineteen ninety as well. Oh, okay. Four. Reliever Dave Rigetti becomes ninth player to Rigetti. record ninth player to record two hundred saves. What team did Dave Rigetti play for? Yankees. <laughs> uh the Marlins. No, it was the Yankees. Uh, I was I was gonna say wait I was wrong <laughs> no it, it was the I just thought New it was I thought it was funny because Dave guessed the Yankees again I thought he was just guessing the yeah, Yankees yeah he was just guessing Yankees <laughs> yeah I no, thought he, he was, was a Yankee oh well congratulations all right sir. gentlemen that was the new and improved today in sports history it was <laughs> I got two today that's a I that's like a that I, this yeah answer, you got I was like that two as well today. Better. That yeah. was so much more fun that was you gotta do it like that that was way better oh yeah no next. Next episode, I'm just gonna take it back to the like the the medieval times, like in in <laughs> ten in, in ten twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Duke of Badminton chopped off this person's head. Who was it? <laughs> we can just do Game of Thrones spoilers, though. Like we can just like <laughs> Jones doesn't just watch Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Let's ruin it for him. <laughs> all right, give me all the spoilers. That. That's an episode. We could do a little post episode talk. Um, we are gonna is there, have. Is there anyone who's just compiled all the sex scenes from Game of Thrones into one video? That I'm positive there is a video out there, and I'm good. sure it's rock solid. Uh, I'm sure those are the only footnotes I need to get caught up. Bro. Hey, oh, man, this show is insane. <laughs> the show is just. No, so... I'm just saying, this. there's a lot of great naked women, though, on it, though. There's a lot of sex scenes in the show. There is. A lot. There is, but it is a great show, and Jones should watch it. And everyone's told way him less he's later. Watch it. No, I'm a West. I'm a Westworld guy. I'm a Westworld guy. Take it to West. Listen, I I watched the first Jones season is given of every Westworld, excuse in the book, and I really it. liked Westworld. But I feel like the second season started, and a lot of people are telling me it just makes no sense. So I'm a little bit scared to start the second season, Jones. Oh, dude, it's it's. I will say you gotta like really pay attention, but it is some next level fucking mind fucking. Dude, gotcha. do any of you guys watch Ozark on Netflix with Jason Bateman? No, it's good. I heard it's very good. It is a ten. It is so. It's like Breaking Bad, but with like money laundering. It's so fucking good. He plays such a cool character, like that. I can't, can't rec- rec- the second episode. The second season's coming out next month, I think. 
I'm also excited for American Vandal season two. I don't know if you guys watched American Vandal We're season one. We're doing a second season. Jimmy Taylor yeah. doing a second funny. season. No oh, way. Yeah. yeah. So funny. I, I don't think I've ever gotten hooked to a show quicker than that in my entire life. That show was like so funny. funny. Yeah, I same. Days. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I powered through that. Ten minutes Dude, in, I was wait, like, I was Dave, on the floor laughing. Have you watched Master of None? It's on Netflix. With yeah, I, I've watched the first two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the first two. I, you see that show? I fucking love that show, bro. Like that's oh, one of my favorite shows of all time, right there. Oh, dude, they're doing a new season of um Always Sunny. Tell you guys must you guys have to watch Always bro, Sunny. Right? Uh, I mean, love Always come Sunny. On. If we didn't it's watch Always best Sunny, best sitcom ever. That oh, literally, man. it's gonna be after this season. <laughs> I think it'll be the longest running sitcom ever. Yeah, well, I think it's eight season eighteen or nineteen now. No, Something? no, thirteen. This no, will be thirteen. Yeah. Bro, is I mean, it, the yeah. thing is, it doesn't even lose value. Like, I it gets funnier and funnier. Like- oh, my God. Their new season is so fucking the, – the season that just got released on Hulu yeah. and is – well, didn't just get released. But, like, the most recent one is – the episodes are so well written. You know what's it's just my like- favorite – my favorite, favorite episode, and nobody like it's so underrated. When Country Mac comes to town, and then Mac and is Mr. John doing, William yeah, Scott, yeah, he jumps and off then, the bridge and he yeah. does <laughs> And then Mac was doing the karate. He's like, I'm just gonna yeah. do these moves, and then he gets his ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And with, they're in the planetarium, and he's like, shut up, science, bitch. <laughs> he's just smoking Jones. a joint. Jones, the Diamondbacks won yesterday 9-5. Uh, we should have put it on that. <laughs> they came back with a 9-0 run. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unreal. Goldie. All right, boys, I have yeah, to go do another laundry. home run. Tom. Wait, what? I don't think of history class. I was LBA. <laughs> oh, my God, Thomas. Dude, it was like 10th grade. All right. 16. <laughs> let's let's all right for all you that are still listening to us have a magical wait, beautiful week wait that was still on the episode yeah that was still on the episode buddy <laughs> have a long, beautiful geez. magical week sully looks his mind looks like it's in a pretzel it's mush tom has to go do I laundry over and jones has to go blow up bleacher fan to the moon yeah that's what we're doing <laughs> on that blog grind gentlemen you don't have to go home, but you got to get the fuck out of here, which is stupid because it's just a audio and a podcast, and you, you're virtually not going anywhere. You're just listening, but peace. <laughs> just just walk out of wherever you are yeah, right now. Yeah, just, just walk out. Immediately. Leave. Uh, leave. Leave right now. <laughs>